You're listening to Marketing News Canada, Canada's number one show featuring the brightest minds in marketing, PR, and digital advertising. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Marketing News Canada, Canada's number one podcast for all things communication, advertising, and marketing. I'm your host, Ted Lau, award-winning agency owner, podcaster, and full-time dad. Today, we have Stacey Kelly. Stacy is a digital executive producer and director with 15 years plus experience making story-driven content that grows audiences online. Stacy has produced branded content for BuzzFeed, VidCon, Tasty, Nifty, As Is, and was the lead creative producer of Michelle Fawn's lifestyle YouTube channel, Icon. Stacy's recent digital series got picked up by Soul Pancake and brought joy to audiences during the pandemic. Stacy is a leader who advocates for diversity and inclusion in media and has participated on panels, organizations such as Studio 71, Viacom Recruiting, Young Storytellers, and the Producers Guild of America. Stacy, welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much. How's it going? Ted? I'm great. Sounds like you were you were pretty busy today. You were on on a shoot or something. You said <laughs> yes, yes, doing remote shoots. Yeah, basically also shooting weekends, and it's a busy time right now. Thankfully, just things are opening up, and you know because we were not shooting for a long time, there's just a lot of production to still be done, and we're doing it safely. So it's been busy, but good. So tell me about kind of how Stacy got to where Stacy is, because when I was reading your LinkedIn, I was telling you the other day, you know, wow, you know, you've done a lot of stuff in a short period of time. So, you know, maybe tell our audience a little bit about you and how you got here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's so funny because it never feels like it's a short time when you're in the midst of it. (laughs) It's only in hindsight. So I definitely worked my way up. I started out in New York as a PA on like scripted TV shows and at MTV and Viacom and worked my way up to an associate producer, really working on kind of like reality shows for the most part. And I moved out to LA and I've been in LA for, gosh, nearly 10 years. So I really had a great time launching my digital career, starting out with producing content for, well, first of all, starting out producing for MTV. I was really a producer at MTV doing a lot of digital content in New York. And then when I moved out to LA, I got involved with was at the time called The Collective and working with Lily Singh on a show that was about giving back to women, giving back, you know, free beauty makeovers and making them feel great about themselves. That was a great show. After that, just really working with Michelle Fawn on her lifestyle channel, launching that and rebrand and and what that looked like with different video creators and beauty vloggers. After that, working with BuzzFeed and their branded content department and kind of really putting their branded content teams together with the with the leadership there. And that was really exciting. Pitching and working with different clients and they're in studio, you know, in native advertising space. And oh my gosh, there's so much work <laughs> I've done. And then I worked with a tech company shortly after that, doing building out their Snapchat channel. And then lastly with VidCon, working with them on launching their channels on YouTube and TikTok and Snapchat and just really building organic channels and audiences for all these different brands. I love it. It's just what I love to do. And it's so much fun. It's a new world out there. And it's really exciting, like all the different initiatives and how things change every few months. So that's really why I chose this part of the business to kind of really grow in my career. So can you maybe share with us a little bit about branded content? What's the secret to that? How do 
marketers take advantage of that? How do storytellers work in this field? Yeah. So the really successful pieces that I've seen and even what you know people say they want to go viral and this and that, the most successful branded content pieces I've seen is when you're really just connecting. It's a piece of content, video content, podcast even now, that is really just connecting with the audience in a real way kind of connection, like so that they don't feel sold to. I know everybody kind of like knows this and says this, but Gen Z, millennials, we are the generations that have essentially grown up on digital and grown up with these devices. And so these are generations that are very savvy to just marketing techniques, advertising techniques. They're just very on top of it. And once they feel sold to, they're not going to connect with you. And that's really where my specialty is. I have a real passion for making content that especially talks to younger generations, um, like younger audiences and younger people. So I think that's the key thing is that they just really don't respond well to commercials or buy from me, buy from me. They respond well to when you have something of value, you're giving that value essentially for free and you're building that loyalty and trust with your brand over time, you, you know, with that type of content. And value doesn't have to mean just tips or how-tos. Value is entertainment. It's comedy. It's how you laugh. I mean, you know, nobody really thinks about this, but Apple TV is pure branded content. It's Pure movies and TV series that are entertaining, thrilling us, making us laugh, Ted Lasso, everything is like branded content because that's Apple is producing that and every single piece of computer equipment in their shows are Apple. So that's essentially branded content and that's doing well for them. You know, that's a great business model right there for how branded content works. So it's such a broad term, but it's just essentially it's content that is still selling your product, but in a way that's very nuanced and really connecting with the audience. So how do you make it nuanced enough that it's not so in your face, but at the same time, when you're talking to clients, telling them, well, you know, this is the way to do it so that you're not sell, sell, sell. But then they might think, well, is that really going to be a value to me if I have my little little soda on the side of Ted Lasso's desk or something like that? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's such a good question because I feel like, that is definitely the sort of uphill battle that other branded content studios and I deal with a lot with different clients. It's a lot in just, we have to educate them. It's up to us as branded content producers and storytellers to really educate the clients on just, you know, what really works are like when you have storytelling and character and people that are really feeling emotions with video content or just anything that you're producing podcast content, there's rules to storytelling and people that study it and live it and know it, people like me and other producer directors and other content houses, the way to make it nuanced is using those tools and those techniques so that you're always offering that entertainment value without being on the nose with with what exactly is going on. And like I said, Apple is doing that aspect of branded content brilliantly There's also a ton of, obviously, BuzzFeed does it brilliantly as well, but in a different way. They are outright selling the product when they're doing like tasty videos. and But we're still putting it in the tasty universe. And it's still like the world of what BuzzFeed has built organically, you know, and just kind of like, but now it's a piece of branded content. And and audiences know they're being sold to with that, but because they get a laugh or they get to see like a cute puppy or there's like still a storytelling element to those types of videos that people connect to. And then fine, like sell me your mac and cheese at the end. You just gave me an awesome recipe that you made with your kid and you kind of showed me a way to kind of do that in a fun and unique way. 
I think the other thing too is these days, especially with having so much content online, you have to be able to just find a unique way. And that's always going to be through storytelling. And I think brands really respond to that when I'm educating them on just kind of like the importance of not making this commercial, but making this a story-driven piece of video. Is there an ideal size of client? Because you know you referenced Apple, which is until today was the largest, most valuable company in the world. Microsoft took that over today. But yeah. <laughs> regardless, not everyone has the pocketbooks to build a whole streaming platform and fund a bunch of shows. Right, right. So is there a particular size you need to be at? Because I'm wondering if Bob's mattress house around the corner, like, would they be able to do branded content? Of course. Oh my goodness. That's like, that is really where the biggest opportunity lies because of the internet and because we have more access to the tools and everything that we need to make that. Essentially, when you're making content, the ideal is that you're you're sort of like batch shooting. So you're you're shooting like, a series like all at once, like in one day, right? So even a mom and pop shop, you can just do this, like even with your phones at this point in life, because we now we can shoot with 4K on our phones. I mean, it doesn't have to be expensive. And really, if you're just like filming a lot, so you can you have like your shoot days and then you kind of edit it for a day, you can easily make a month's worth of content in two days, like easy, especially if it's like social media and short form. Social media is really just so ideal for the mom and pop shops. That's that's how I, I see so many businesses and, and small businesses and entrepreneurs really growing. The key thing is always the consistency. So you can't just post like one video on Monday and then disappear and come back in two weeks. Like you have to consistently grow it. And that's across the board, whether you're a big company or small, you're only going to grow an audience if you're kind of like making this ongoing publishing streamlined process, but it doesn't have to be complex like the big companies do. It can be literally just your phone and you spend a Saturday and you shoot, what is it, like four weeks in a month. So if you shoot like eight videos, that's two videos that you can upload a week on Instagram and then repurpose that same content and write it as an article on LinkedIn or have like a very short quote card that you're going to post on Facebook. It's all about your strategy, what you need to do. But once you know and understand that, and that's what I've been teaching businesses the whole time during this pandemic and really helping them to to grow and, and push themselves out there because they're very small teams and they're small budgets. But really understanding it's not that daunting. It's not that complex because you have the tools already. It's just a matter of having your strategy in place. And then just going all in and consistently posting for the month. But it's very easy to shoot and get that content done in like a weekend. Okay, well, let's give the audience a little bit of value here, right? We, you know, we, we got we got Stacy on the, the call here. So let's say I am that ma and pa, I don't know, what did I say, mattress store? Because that's the thing, right? You said the tools are there. We have all the gear. Basically, you get a light ring from Amazon mm-hmm. and a, an iPhone, you're good, basically. And then maybe a mic for a hundred bucks, the local yeah. music shop. And and then, and then what? Like, how do you how do you strategize? Like, what what kind of stories are we telling? Oh my gosh, you're putting you're putting on the spot. Um, so I, I guess it depends. <laughs> there's there's a wide variety. So I can I can think of clients that I've worked with during the pandemic and just the different personalities. So, for instance, there was this one guy with a very bold personality. He was an aspiring actor, and he never really did that, but he ended up building his other business. So let's say he was this mattress guy. He could easily like probably make a comedy um, parody of past mattress type of commercials, you know, 
and and include his mattresses and and just kind of have that as like an ongoing thing that will totally trend on TikTok because people on TikTok are looking for laughs and just like easy comedy and like very short digestible pieces of content. So if they did like a parody of mattress commercials from like the eighties and then they re- redid that as like a series and then they get known for that and they're hashtagging it, then people will eventually follow and be like excited about, oh, it's the mattress guy from Vermont. But again, that strategy would only work with somebody that has that bold personality. I've also had clients that were a little more shy and reserved. So what, and they had a different type of clientele, probably like we wouldn't really try to make people laugh because they're shy and reserved. So we're going to implement that in the strategy as well, or have that as a consideration as well. So we would have it more like how to's, how to clean your mattress or upkeep it so that it lasts for longer than the warranty or longer than 10 years. And it's still like new, any kind of how to tips that they can share like that. That's just like, again, short and digestible. It would work on Instagram. It would work on even TikTok now, now these days, but like, it would just be like more of a how-to because it would fit their personality. So essentially what I'm talking to like entrepreneurs and small businesses, people that want to build out like their digital channels and their content, there's no one size fits all because the people themselves have very different personalities. It's just a matter of just kind of how do we get them to feel good about video or like what's their sweet spot between what they want to produce and what their audience likes, like figuring out what that sweet spot is and then putting that as the strategy. So if the sweet spot is bold personality and they're willing to do laughs and they want to sell to a younger audience, TikTok will make fun videos on TikTok. We'll just figure it out. So those are like two examples right there, just on the spot. Thank you very much. (laughs) Wow, that's fantastic. Look at that value today. Oh Oh, my goodness. So then, now this is a a lot of B2C, right? Business to consumer type conversation that we have. Now, a lot of our listeners are are business to business individuals. And I have found that a lot of B2B marketers, as much as they want to push the envelope, sometimes the people upstairs don't necessarily want to push the envelope as much because they think that they don't either need it or, or whatever the case might be. Is there a place in your mind for you know branded content for the business to business space? Of course. Oh, a hundred percent. Yes. I mean, content in general, it's just a means, it's a marketing means, it's a technique and tool to to be used to connect with your audience. And if your audience is another business, that's just another way to connect with them. Content is outside of video as well. It can be articles, it can be and articles on LinkedIn do really well. It can also be podcasts such as yours. You know, there's so many small business owners that are selling to other businesses. And, you know, they're making podcasts. And again, they're not necessarily saying a 30-minute commercial of just like, oh, this is my course, buy this course. But they're talking about problems that their audiences are going through. And they'll mention their course as like a means of like, yeah, you can buy this course, but there's no pressure. I'm going to still give you these free tips anyway through my podcast series. That's that's a form of branded content because you're still connecting and giving out that value and making yourself top of mind to who your audience is. And whether that's a consumer or another business, that is that is the essence of what, how we strategize making branded content. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then... Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live 
bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. For sure. I think that's that's great. That's a really good example. And thank you for telling me that. Actually, in fact, what I'm doing is yeah. branded content. So that's cool. <laughs> so now... Yeah. I guess totally working. <laughs> it's oh, is it? Thank you, thank you. Yeah, so, I love your show. I, <laughs> I listen to a lot of it. So, uh, thank you. I wanted to also ask, like, what happens? You know, you're a strategist, and what happens if you know when strategy goes wrong? You know, for whatever reason, you got the strategy, and either it's not resonating, or something else in the world is happening, and all of a sudden, the comedy that we thought was going to work is now going to be offside. Have Have you ever experienced that? And and if so, what what do you do? Yeah. So definitely the thing is, you know, if anybody says that they are going to guarantee you a viral video or guarantee anything like that, run the other way because that is a scam. No one can guarantee, you know, success online. It's, it's literally just like the entertainment industry when they're making movies and TV shows. At the end of the day, the audience is, you know, the market changes <laughs> nearly daily. You do your best and then you, you, you follow the analytics and the data and use that to tell you, what's doing well. So a very basic rule of thumb that I use with my teams is let's go out with three content buckets. Let's go out and test them. They'll all be implemented in the strategy so that our client is getting the best of both worlds. They're testing out new types of content and we're getting data on each bucket. And then whatever is doing really well, we just double down on that like the next quarter. And we just, we try that out and then we experiment with two new ones. So you have like three content buckets and you're going out like that and aggressively. Eventually, you're really going to make momentum. And especially if you're making quality work, you know, I'm, I would never produce anything that's really like sloppy or, or crappy or anything. But if you're doing like three content buckets and really providing value, eventually one of those buckets will, will hit with the audience. And it usually takes about 30 days to see what that growth and what that looks like because you're also working with the algorithm of the platform. So like YouTube, Instagram, you just kind of have to like look at that data for about 30 days and see where it's going. And at the end of like the first month, start to double down on just kind of like what's really resonating, what's going well. You know, I usually do have a team. I have an assistant and another social media coordinator who we're looking at that for clients. We're analyzing what that looks like. And then we're making something even better for the next quarter or like the next launch because the audiences are telling you that in real time. So you're really getting like that's the essence and of what's so great about data right now is that the thing is with content is I don't ever see it as a failure. I see it as like it's feedback and we're getting it immediately and we can immediately adjust and change for it. And then that's really how you grow and become successful is when you just really listen and then pivot to what people really want and need. So Yeah. Yeah, I love that. I mean that's actually how my agency ended up pivoting as well at Ballistic Arts. Like we're a creative agency for a number of years, but we didn't do any data. And now because we're marrying the data with the creative and really understanding, uh, yeah, we're basically, like you said, split testing different concepts. And because yeah. you're not ever going to get it right, right away. And you're right. Like I have clients, oh, I want to go viral. I, I want to <laughs> spend the least amount of money possible and, and then go viral. And you're like, well... <laughs> That's right. not really how this guy works. Exactly. You know? Exactly. I re- That's the other thing. I mean, I, and again, it comes back to the educating them. 
Because people have so many weird delusions. I don't know where they're getting it from. If they're just seeing viral videos and thinking, oh, that was easy. I can do that too. But there's a whole team and planning process and strategy that goes behind that. And yet still a viral video is sort of just up to God, <laughs> you know, yeah, it's, it's kinda, just up it's to still like kind of the factors. unicorn. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. It, it's still kind of the unicorn. And, <laughs> and I think that's that, that something that I learned way back when, when I was doing video production in, in school, one of my profs actually had said like, look, the, the ones that do it really well, it seems so easy. Mm-hmm. Right. But then when you actually get into it and actually start building the content, you actually know that, you know, it, it takes a professional, it takes strategy, yes. it takes work and it takes a team. So maybe let's, let's kind of move to our, our rapid fire round because I know that you're, you're limited on time and we want to get to know Stacy a little bit as well. So we're just going to ask a bunch of like rapid fire questions. And then, you know, first thing that comes to mind, oh, I love you this. answer. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Favorite superhero power you would have? Oh, um, reading minds. Reading minds. <laughs> yes. You know, one of my digital marketers said that too. And I'm like, really? That's what you would do? <laughs> yeah. She wants to find out what everyone is thinking. I'm like, man, that would drive me nuts. <laughs> I want to know people's secrets. <laughs> everyone's secrets. Okay. Uh, and then you can brand your content to those secrets, Exactly. Right? <laughs> exactly. That's probably why that person was a digital marketer too. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Favorite comfort food? Cheddar cheeseburgers. Cheddar cheeseburgers. Oh my gosh. Ooh, yes. that sounds good. Any particular yes. burger joint? I don't think it's cheddar, but I have been craving Shake Shack all week. <laughs> so I, I guess it, for now it's Shake Shack, but I don't even think they're cheddar cheeseburgers, but yes. I haven't been to Shake Shack in a while, but one of my other guests actually said the same thing. Oh, that Shake wow. Shack burgers. I'm like, wow, really? That's uh, that's a second plug. Maybe just for <laughs> audience to know, if they are not sponsoring us. This is literally just <laughs> rapid fire from the cast. Yeah. Uh, all right. Are you a dog person or a cat person? A hundred percent dog. Oh my, love dogs. Love dogs. I love dogs too. My wife won't <laughs> let us have one. She, me, and my daughter want to want to get a dog, but my wife's like, I'm going to end up being the one picking up its crap. And then Aww. me and my daughter kind of looked at each other and we're like, mm, yeah, that's probably true. Yeah. And that was that, that was the last of that conversation. That was oh, the last no. of the conversation. Uh, what was your what was the first piece of content that you produced? Oh wow, that I produced. Oh, I would say at MTV I produced a dating show and it was about different college students at different colleges and using Yahoo Messenger to see if they would stay in touch and still be able to keep their relationship and love alive across the distance. That was the only way that they could communicate. They couldn't talk by phone, text, or anything. It was just Yahoo Messenger. It was a lot of fun, actually. How did that go? Did did anyone survive? There was one couple that survived. There was just natural drama along the way, I guess, with following them over a semester, which I didn't even know would happen. <laughs> to be honest, it was one of my first pieces. And everyone says in reality TV, everything is produced anyway, but we didn't really produce it. It just kind of, the drama just kind of naturally happened. And we were just college there to film students. it. Come on, yes. college students, there's always drama. Yes. What's the best thing you bought for under 10 bucks? Oh, you know what? I mean, this is probably probably the best thing. I would say a finance book on investing. So learning how under to invest. 10 bucks? Really? Yeah. Yeah. What's yeah. it called? Or maybe it was nine ninety five. I think it was I'll Teach You to Be Rich. 
maybe it was $11. I don't know. <laughs> Either way, that's pretty good. I was going to say there's a six pack of beer that the liquor store is selling for under 10 bucks. I was like, that's the only thing I could think of <laughs> in this age of inflation. <laughs> that's so funny. And I'm sitting here with my vitamins. I'm trying to be all healthy and... <laughs> No, man, it's it's Friday. Well, for for those that are listening, it's it's actually Friday today that we're talking. Um, favorite song you have on repeat right now? Oh, it's pretty old. Katy Perry's Firework. <laughs> I don't even know. Should That's I be admitting bad. this? My niece introduced it's, me to okay. Katy Perry, and she's oh really thirteen? Yeah, but she introduced me to her like when she was ten, when she just loved her, and I became such a big fan. But not only that, I ended up finding this way of just like when I have a certain playlist on and it's Katy Perry's, um, I just get in the zone. I just get in the creative zone and I can write and I can write really fast. It's really bizarre. I don't know why, because her music is like so loud and you know, you want to dance, but I can sit and just stay focused with her music. <laughs> well, hey, like at least at least you got Katy Perry. I, my my <laughs> daughter uh, just turned 12 and, and we've been listening to BTS all summer. Right. Like, oh, so I do it's, like uh, BTS too. Oh, you yeah. do? Oh, yes, oh okay. I do. Well, <laughs> I, I'm going to plead the fifth, I think, is, is what I'm going to do when it comes to BTS. All right. Any, any words funny. of advice? Actually, before I ask for words of advice, what's your favorite piece of branded content that you've seen recently? I've seen recently. Oh, boy. Um, can't think of any recent ones. Well, you talked about Ted Lasso. Um, well, Ted Lasso. Yeah, Ted Lasso, actually. I'm still watching that. You're still watching it? Oh, yeah. Oh, good and, thing I didn't say anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm still watching that. I love that. And the morning show. Oh, my gosh. That I haven't, first I haven't watched. Is it good? Is it good? It's so good. Yeah. And I just started the second season. But guess what? Apple, with that particular show, it keeps stuttering. So I can't finish the second season. It so, keeps stuttering. Maybe yes. you have to like restart your your Apple TV. I've restarted all of it. Yeah, it, it's very bizarre. I don't know if other people are going through it, but I love that show. Though season one was, it ended really well. So watch it. I, I highly recommend that one. Do you have a particular marketing book or or something like that that you would recommend someone read, or maybe a blog for or podcast for someone to listen to to learn more about kind of your your world in the marketing space? So a blog that I recommend highly recommend for just online marketing, organic content, anything like that is called Notch Narrative. They really talk about storytelling and just different ways to tell stories with content and different techniques and trends in content today. They are great. (laughs) So I need to call the Notch team, but they are K-N-O-T-C-H, Notch Narrative. And I subscribe to their newsletter and they have a great blog, just full of great content on that. Very cool. Okay. Any any words of wisdom for any marketers out there who you know haven't really explored the branded content realm? Yes, I would say definitely. If you haven't explored it at all, go all in on it. Like, make sure you have the right team in place. Again, it doesn't have to be expensive, but definitely experiment and have fun with it. Like the most successful pieces of content, or you know, the most successful kind of series that happen online is when the client is excited about the content and their audience is excited, you know, like that's, what's really going to generate success. So just making sure you're providing the value that you, you want to provide. That's really, again, selling your company, but without selling your company and just doing it in a way that's telling your story, your brand story in an authentic way. I know everybody's tired of hearing authentic, but 
the only way that something will be authentic is if you tell your own story anyway. So just tell your own brand story and have fun with it. Absolutely. Have fun. I think that's the only reason why a lot of us are in this industry is because we have so much fun doing it. So yeah. All right. So how, how do people get a hold of you if they want to talk to Stacy, pick Stacy's brain on how to do more about this and, and maybe even yes. get you to produce their next show? Totally, totally. So my website is stacykelly.co and there's a contact page right there. And my name is spelled S-T-A-C-E-Y-K-E-L-L-Y and it's .co. So that's it. Love it. Yeah. Well, Stacy, thank you very much for, for taking the time. I know you're very, very busy these days and congrats on all the success. Thank you. And uh, yeah, we, we wish you well. Thank you, Ted. This was so much fun. Thank you for having me. I'm really, really excited to be on your podcast. I really, I'm a fan and I subscribe. So everybody should should be listening. (laughs) Everybody, thanks again for another great episode of Marketing News Canada. I'm Ted Lau and this is Stacey. And we're going to sign off here. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Marketing News Canada. For more episodes and other great stories from Canadian marketers, visit marketingnewscanada.com. All episodes are recorded in the Jelly Marketing Studio, thanks to our producer, Chris Penner, and editors, Travis Jeffers and The Podfather. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.